Welcome to the second episode of Fully Functional, a talk show about health, wellness, and so much more. I'm Dr. Galina, naturopathic doctor. I'm Beata Ritiger, registered nutritionist. And today we have a very special episode. Uh, it's the summer season, so it is the perfect time to actually get this vitamin in quite a large quantity, thanks to all the sunlight that we're getting. And if you haven't guessed yet, it is vitamin D. Yeah, and vitamin D is actually my favorite vitamin. It's one of those really well-rounded, you know, miracle type of nutrients um, that many people have heard of um, and, you know, know things about it, but don't really understand it well. So we're here to break some of that down. Yes, there's a lot of questions that's surrounding vitamin D, a lot of different re research coming out. So we just definitely, we want to sort of address these uh these topics surrounding uh, this very unique and important vitamin. So what makes vitamin D so unique? It is a fat soluble vitamin and that's the difference between fat soluble and water soluble. Uh, fat soluble is just much more easily retained by the body. And it takes a whole body participation for its manufacturing. So you know, it's called the sunshine vitamin for a reason. Uh, the skin is the first organ to sort of, so it interacts with the UV rays from the sunlight. And from then on, you know, the liver, the kidneys are involved in its processing into its active form, which is vitamin D3. And that's usually what we end up supplementing with when a person is deficient, that active form, the vitamin D3. Mm -hmm. um, and what's really important to note though, you know, is that like, um, you know, it's enough to get your vitamin D from the sunlight if you're just trying to maintain healthy levels that you have already. Mm -hmm. But, you know, vitamin D deficiency is almost um, like in epidemic proportions, honestly. Um, what was that percentage uh, we had talked about earlier? Before? Yeah, it was roughly 42% uh, of people in general, the general population are deficient of vitamin D. And that could, you know, that statistic is based on a population that it could be, you know, the elderly, which are more vulnerable to vitamin D deficiency as, you know, as they're less prone to being um, exposed to enough sun exposure. And also when you age, your skin's ability to manufacture vitamin D decreases. That's so obviously the older you get, the, you know, the higher percentage that you may sort of uh, decrease your body's ability to produce this vitamin. So, you know, the more reason to supplement and, uh, get that through food as well. That's, that's really interesting. You know, um, yeah. you know, not a lot of nutrients are as age dependent as vitamin D is right. So that's mm -hmm. a really interesting fact to understand. And, you know, what, let's talk about some of the benefits of vitamin D, right. Um, like, you know, we said before, it's an all around vitamin used by most organ systems. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, what are, there's a receptor almost at every, you know, tissue in the, in the human body. So that's pretty wild to think it, about. Yeah. It almost like acts like a hormone, you know, it's, it's sterile based. So it's cholesterol based much like a hormone is, and it travels to, um, yeah. er, you know, various areas of the body through the blood. That's something interesting that you mentioned actually vitamin D is actually a precursor for a lot of our hormones. That's and right. When yeah. you don't have enough vitamin D, some of the, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about yeah, some that. of the issues that, you know, 
um, people have, especially women, is hormonal imbalance. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, also vitamin D is important for your mood. So for, you know, brain function, for bone building, and definitely for, you know, the immune system, which is such a, it's a super important topic nowadays, yeah. right, given everything. So yeah, speaking of immunity, I mean, um, uh, uh, you know, not getting enough vitamin D can cause, you know, autoimmune diseases, right? Crohn's disease, uh, even digestive issues like GERD, you know, gastrointestinal uh, uh, issues. So yeah. Um, and you know, the second you, you know, get any kind of cold or virus or anything, your immune system um, wants to mobilize vitamin D in order to boost its efficiency and effectiveness. But if you don't have enough of vitamin D, um, you know, that presents as a problem, obviously, for yeah. your immunity. It may cause demineralization, right? If you, have, if you don't have enough D, your body pulls calcium from the bones and can cause yeah. you know, rickets in kids, mm -hmm. um, osteoporosis in adults. Yeah. So very important to sort of avoid uh, yeah. deficiency in the first place. So we want to make sure that we're getting enough. Essentially. And you know, what's interesting. Um, I read a study uh, the study was based in Hawaii, right. And Hawaii we think of as a really sunny state or really sunny place where, you know, people would generally get a lot of sun, right. And spend a lot of time outdoors in such a state. Right. So, um, the study basically, um, uh, you know, tested a group of people that would be getting, um, direct sunlight for three hours a day, five days a week. And, um, and we'll, you know, we'll link the study below, but what's interesting, the findings said that, um, uh, let's see here, 51% of this population still had low vitamin D status. That is people that are getting at least 15 hours of sunlight on a weekly basis and their yeah. vitamin D is still low. That's pretty mm -hmm. drastic. Mm -hmm. And again, that conversion brought into its active form, it takes a few, you know, pathways in the body. So you have, you have to have sort of an efficient functional, you know, organs to essentially process into its active form. So you have to have, you know, it's best to have optimal health essentially. Right. So, if, you know, if, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. If you have issues, you know, with liver or kidneys or, you know, yeah. Could yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Another thing, you know, just because you use the word optimal, we're all about optimal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, something important to understand is, you know, when you look at a lab result for vitamin D, right? Mm -hmm. And it says um, the range is 30 to 100. And let's say someone comes in with a level of 35, let's say they think, oh, great, my vitamin D is in range. Mm -hmm. But really, that's such, um, you know, a misconception, uh, an optimal vitamin D level would be 60 to 80, mm -hmm. right? So um, having a level of 30 is definitely still problematic. And obviously, anything below 30 is you know, a really severe deficiency, right? Mm -hmm. And so based on those results, based on the proper testing and based on that information is how we would then um, know what the best optimal dosage of vitamin D is for you, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the dosages can range from as little as like 400 IU and I use the way we um, uh, dose vitamin D basically kind of like milligrams, but this is dosed in IUs or these are units of vitamin D basically. So, you know, it could range as little as 400 to up to like 10,000 and it could still be safe just depending on what your um, level is, right? Um, and of course there are, you know, issues with vitamin D toxicity and that's something I know Beata wanted to mention too, right? Yeah, I mean, overexposure of to sunlight is obviously, it could be an issue and it could lead to toxicity where you just are sort of producing too much vitamin D. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's almost, you know, it, it could be 
a fact in certain parts of the world, but in others, you know, countries yeah. that have the four seasons, you know, where people just don't get enough sunlight, that's less probable. Yeah. And, and um, something I wanted to yeah, touch based on, on the supplementation of it, right? Um, so there's so many options for vitamin D supplements. It's probably the most popular supplement people use, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can have vitamin D in capsule form, tablet form, liquid form, right? Um, ultimately, because it is a fat soluble vitamin, it should be taken with a fat, right? Or with a meal, um, unless it already comes in an oil-based form, then you can take it um, on its own, just that supplement alone. But also recent studies have shown that vitamin D taken along with something called vitamin K2 um, is better absorbed. They have like a synergistic action. So, um, you know, you can take vitamin D alone, but if you want for maximum uh, effectiveness, actually vitamin D plus K2 um, will give you the best outcome. But you can also get vitamin D from food, right? Yeah, so food sources, I mean, the best way to sort of get vitamin D, I always say, you know, is sunlight and diet, you know, and supplementation, obviously, it's probably best to do anyway, just to make sure that, you know, because the probability of being deficient is so high that just to make sure that, you know, you fall into the healthy range. Like I said, it's always good to get tested first and see where you lie on the mm -hmm. spectrum. Um, but of course, diet is number one to get all our nutrients, right? So, you know, there's the artificial way, which is supplementation and the natural way. So sunlight, first and foremost, I think is the best way to get vitamin D. And then secondly, diet. So diet sources, not too many. Um, one of the best sources is cod liver oil. So oily fish, herring, mackerel, salmon, sardines, fantastic source of vitamin D. Um, egg yolks, you know, uh, grass-fed butter. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, there are plant-based sources as well, like mushrooms and dark leafy greens. However, they contain a, a type of vitamin D that is not as readily available and not as readily used by the body. So it's called estereol. So it's, it's a form of D2 and not D3. So we want it, we want that active form. And unfortunately, plant sources of vitamin D are not, they don't provide that active form of vitamin D, but it's still, it's still a source. You can still, you know, your body still can convert it. It just takes so much longer. Um, what about the foods that are like fortified with vitamin D, you know, cereals, um, you know, for example, want a yeah, lot of people so, think they're going to give their kids cereal and that's enough to get the vitamin D, you know, in their system. Yeah. So these are, this is a synthetic form of vitamin D. So, and again, it's, most likely uh, a source of the inactive vitamin D2. So, you know, I wouldn't rely on fortified foods for to get optimal levels of vitamin D. Like I said, best source is animal-based and it's cod liver oil, oily fish is number one. Um, egg yolk, like I said, grass-fed butter. These are, you know, and cod liver oil, hard liver, but I'm sure it doesn't sound as delectable, <laughs> but these are yeah, also actually, good sources. <laughs> sounds pretty good to me, but cod liver oil actually, um, it comes in a supplement form as well, right? So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's either, you, you know, it, it's available in capsule or in actual oil form. Mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever works for you, but yeah. yeah. 
we just, you know, we really just want to clear up misconceptions about vitamin D. You know, some people are scared of it. Some people don't understand how much is needed. So, you know, we're hoping that this conversation really kind of opens up your eyes to, you know, the facts. Yeah. And just to touch on, again, what I think is the best source of vitamin D, which is sunlight. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this misconception that you know, sun exposure will automatically lead to skin cancer. Now, I don't want to speak to that topic of cancer because, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it and linking anything conclusively to cancer, but 20 minutes of sun exposure a day, it won't do you any harm. And in fact, you know, slathering on sunscreen all over your body and exposing yourself to the sun will just not provide you with enough exposure of UV rays to manufacture vitamin D. So get out there, you know, best to get out there early, like mid morning, early afternoon, get that 20 minutes, sunscreen free, as much of your skin surface exposed as possible. So in a bathing suit, bikini, whatever, and yeah, get that 20 minutes in a day. And that's all it really takes, uh, you know, to maintain and increase your vitamin D levels naturally. And you know what? It's interesting too, like, you know, a lot of my patients that I see, um, you know, pretty much with everyone, we end up testing, you know, their nutrients and vitamin D is one of the things we test. And honestly, no matter where we're working on, whether it's hormone balance, right, or gut issues, um, you know, most patients are always, always, I mean, not always, but usually always deficient in vitamin D. So no matter what the protocol is, vitamin D will always be included as a priority in that protocol. Um, I can't state enough how important it is for pretty much every system in your body, for every pathway in your body, for every process that happens yes, in the body, exactly. vitamin D is just essential. Yeah. I just lastly, if we want to just quickly touch base on uh, calcium. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as we know, calcium works synergistically with D and phosphorus, right? Mm -hmm. So supplementing with calcium and phosphorus alone for bone health just isn't sufficient. Right. D3 has to also be included in order for that calcium to be utilized efficiently by the body. Correct. That is a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, vitamin D should be just part of your daily regimen. Again, you know, whether it's, you know, building your bones, boosting your immune system, improving mm -hmm. your mood, um, working your hormones, vitamin D should be, should be a constant, a staple in your, you know, supplement mm -hmm. cabinet for sure. Right. Yeah. And that's so, a good point coming from, you know, a naturopathic doctor, you know, there are natural ways to get your vitamin D, but it's also, like you said, important to supplement because, there are so little sources of vitamin D um, and not everyone can get a daily dose of sunlight, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So especially for those countries that have the four seasons and especially during the winter time. Now, can you uh, repeat again, how many IUs you would recommend like in the summer versus in the winter? Sure. So let's start with, for someone that has under 30, which is 30 is like the normal acceptable range for anyone that's under 30, no matter what season you're in, you should be at least taking 5,000 IU. And if it's winter time, I would say 10,000 IU. Okay. Um, anything under 30, if you're about 30 and above, um, 
you know, five, again, 5,000, honestly, is a great maintenance dose. You definitely don't need as much as 10,000. Mm -hmm. um, if you get up to a level of like 60, you can get away with going down to 2,000 IU daily. That's fine too. You know, I would say 2,000 is a good maintenance dose. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I have a, like a little interesting anecdote. I had a patient that took vitamin D 5,000 IU mm -hmm. for literally two months and went from like a level of 30 to mm -hmm. like a level of 80 plus. And I was like, yeah. And I mean, that means their body just like really took to it. That's mm -hmm. not always the case, but you mm -hmm. can make a significant mm -hmm. difference in the smallest amount of time if you're dosing mm -hmm. this properly. Mm -hmm. So anything up to 10,000 IU is safe. Um, de again, depending on your results. If you're below 30, 10,000 IU will always be safe yeah. for you. Yeah, I agree as well. I, I tend to sort of, for people who are quite deficient, I'd say I start them off at 10,000. Mm -hmm. um, but for maintenance, I would say, minimum two minimum two yeah. yeah and then something else interesting um you know medical doctors like to prescribe vitamin d nowadays too but what they'll do is you know they'll give you a prescription for the vitamin d but they'll give you one pill per mm -hmm. week like so they'll give you a fifty thousand IU pill per mm -hmm. week right so you know that's you know when you break it up it's obviously less than five thousand a day right but mm -hmm. i really don't like this approach this one pill for the week i'd rather you take it daily mm -hmm. it will give you that much more benefit yeah, more spread time. out dosage yeah. yeah it will give your body time to utilize it yes. to absorb it to understand what's happening if you just oh, give yeah. it that one pop of fifty thousand a you per week it's I think it's you want to have that daily dose as well, just like you want it from, you know, a daily dose of sunlight, you yeah. want a daily dose of vitamin D. It's not just a one, you know, a one time, one hit wonder. It's, you know, you want to have it every day. Um, also too, that's interesting to note is um, timing of taking vitamin D. So taking it in the morning is optimal. Taking it in the evening actually reduces the, um, the function of melatonin, the production of melatonin. So, you know, melatonin is involved in our sleep, right? Uh, for efficient sleep. So you want to be taking your vitamin D as early in the day as possible. Yeah. I always say by lunchtime, you should have yeah. most of vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, so that was our little vitamin D chat. Um, thank you, Dr. Galena. And thank and you, Sienna. You're welcome.